With thanks to our sponsor, Travel on King, it's time for Talking Travel with Sally Lucas. You're taking us to Cuba today. We're having a look at the uh, wonderful country that is Cuba. And you've been to Cuba about 12 years ago. Yes, I have. And really, I don't think it would have changed all that much. And I couldn't believe when I was looking at my photo album that it had even been 12 years. It doesn't seem like that. And of course, everyone's getting excited because of the embargo being lifted and that flights will be reintroduced into Cuba. So they're expecting like from probably a tourism intake of some thousands is going to be into the millions once it really opens up. I guess the only worry is, will it change it too much? There's already five-star hotels putting their hand up to build a hotel and all this sort of thing, and there's cruise ships calling in there already. So there's no regular service into Cuba just yet. With that embargo, which goes back to the early 60s 60s, between the US and Cuba, what have been the avenues for Australians and others to get into Cuba? Well, Canada never had an embargo, Mm -hmm. so you could always go in from Toronto. There was a regular daily service from Toronto to Havana. Or when I went, we went to LA, then we connected down to Kingston in Jamaica and had a couple of days there and went across from Kingston. Um, Or you could go from Mexico City. Again, we don't have flights directly into Mexico City, so you're really still having to go via somewhere in America to another point that isn't American to then get into Cuba. Or you can go via Santiago and Chile, which is where, of course, we've got land flying in there and you can connect up that way. But hopefully it will get easier for us. And as I said, there are cruise vessels now already cruising the Caribbean that are now allowed to call in there as one of their ports of call. That would be great. But it is in a time warp and the old um, city of Havana is just cobblestone street. Streets, these wonderful old buildings. A lot of them are still in part decay because they haven't had the money or the infrastructure. So this is what they're hoping tourism will let them do is to restore some of these wonderful old buildings back to their former glory. But the other worry or concern I have is if they do let you know um, hotels be built there, I think this will still be take a while. It won't be an instant thing that's going to happen because there'll be negotiations between you know the Cuban government that they don't have them built in the old part of Havana. You keep that old part of your city because mm-hmm. that's what people want to see. Yeah. Um, and there's not a good transport system there. They have these funny pink buses that go around. But it's um, you get fined. It's against the law not to pick up hitchhikers. Once you leave out of Havana and start yeah. going to the countryside, there is such poor transport system. Then they even have policemen along the road and, and they'll nab you if they find that there's someone you haven't picked them up. So it's, so it's so really, different, really they, different. They speak Spanish. They is do. there a strong Spanish influence on the place? Oh, it's a mix. It's a mix because they were also um, were from slave days. Yeah. So they were brought in off from the African continent, as were they were in America too. So you've, you've got the, the sort of the native, if you like, people who originally from Africa. So you've got this blend, you've got Spanish, and you've got virtually lots of other little European bits and pieces. But the funny thing is, even though they've got this really mixed, I guess, race in them, they all get on well. They're a happy people. And Music is paramount to their life. They love music. It just yeah. emanates from every building you go past. You can't wait to pop your head in the door. Um, we went to some lovely places there, Banales, which is where you go up through these wonderful mountains. This is where sometimes all the uh, tobacco is grown for their famous cigars, of course, um, that they, it's great production. And their farming is really unusual when you were flying in. They do circular farming. That's really interesting. So you're flying over it. And it's like a, a pie and they, they have all these wedges where they grow different mm. stocks and can rotate them, uh, crops rather, and yeah. they can rotate them. So it's really interesting the way they farm, not, not like us. But the food grown there, of course, nothing's exported. It is grown all just for their own people. 
Trinidad to Cuba. It's a that's fantastic. Everyone says Trinidad, and they're thinking of the Trinidad that's in Jamaica. But no, mm. this is a Trinidad in Cuba. Again, it's UNESCO as is Havana. It's World Heritage, and oh my God, the wonderful little museums, the art galleries, and like there was this group of old men, gentlemen, playing. They just like the Buena Vista Social Club. It's what they look like, and yeah. here they are just practicing in a room. And you just walk in, and they don't mind because music is their heart and their soul. So it's it's very interesting, and the wages are very very low. When I was there, the average wage was ten US dollars a month. So so there's the currency right there too, isn't it? US dollars. US, and then. It's gone up now to about twenty US dollars mm. a month in twelve years. A doctor might earn eighty US dollars a month. Wow! So when we were there, it was a, a brain drain was starting already because our tour guide was a lecturer um, at university, and his wife was a pharmacist. They both left their field of employment to become tour guides because there's ten of us on this trip as a travel agents for Mill, and we were just giving them a dollar US a day, which for us was nothing. So yeah, there was yeah. 20 US dollars a day yeah. the two of them were getting, which was two months' rent. Now, what about shopping well. for us? So the dollar will go far for us. We can get quite a. a it's not much to shop for there. Yeah. No, not it's a lot. not. No. Souvenir no. wise? No. Well, no, because it's, it's, they can't afford, like, there's no yeah. tourists being coming. That might change. Yeah. But there's nothing you'd go there to really buy, unless it was art. Um, there's some lovely art. I mm-hmm. did bring back um, a beautiful ceramic bell. Uh, if you like, with lots of other small bells hanging from it. I had to guard it carefully all the way home so it didn't break. Um, and I also bought a painting. Um, so there are things like that, more than the art. And, of course, the arts is great. They've got a beautiful old grand theatre which you can go to. Their ballet company is world-renowned. Um, and also you can go to these wonderful bars that Ernest Hemingway went to and you can go and visit the house he used to live in. Mm. And all the stars used to come down. They went to a place called Cienfuegos, which means a bay of fires. And they had this yacht club there and all around the wall still. It's in, in, again in a state of sort of not very good at the moment. It's not used, but they take you there to show you all the people that used to come, like Marilyn Monroe, Frank Sinatra, Dean Martin, Sammy Davis Jr. You know, there's paintings all signed by them, all, uh, photos rather, all around the world. And then you can go to Santa Clara, which is where Che Guevara um, is his museum and mausoleum there, because people are very interested in Che, of course, and, and what he did as a revolutionary, of course, but he eventually died in, in Bolivia. But it's a very interesting country. What's the best time to travel there? Um, it's sort of, you don't want to go there July, August, stinking hot. Mm-hmm. You know, it's being in the Caribbean, it's not that far, you know, from Florida, but it is in the Caribbean. So you're going to get, you do get hot temperatures there because it's a large island, your largest island in the Caribbean. So it's quite diverse. It's mountainous one end and flat the other, and but it's got some lovely beaches and so on. But generally, if you just avoid those hot summer months, any other time would be fine. Okay. We'll check out the Galapagos Islands next. It's Talking Travel with Sally Lucas at 2 in URFM. Why I am going there today, should I say, as well as Cuba, was because last week we talked about two continents, South America and Africa, and I thought, well, these are little places you could add on. Ah, very good. Yeah, so depending on whether you're sort of in, in the north, particularly if you're in the northern part of South America, obviously it'd be closer for you to get to Cuba. And the Galapagos are just part of Ecuador, really, and they are from Ecuador, and they're a group of, they're an archipelago of about 20 islands. And, of course, they were made famous by the British naturalist Charles Darwin in 1859, and, of course, more recently by David Attenborough when he had that wonderful series um, on um, documentary, I think it was 2013, and that was his fourth visit um, to the island. So it's it's an island um, 
which he described as enchanted volcanic islands where life has played out in isolation from the rest of the world and produced some extraordinary results, which it has. So you've got all these wonderful animals and sea creatures that don't have a fear of humans because they've never had been attacked or, you know, so you can get up quite quite close and personal, not too close, but you can still get rather close, So, which is really fantastic. The islands, the youngest of the islands, is uh, um, 300,000 years old, and the oldest is about 4 million years old. And as I said, you do fly out there from Quito in Ecuador is how you get there. And once you get there, there is now a couple of lodges on some of the islands, but the most common way of getting around so you get to see everything is by boat. Right. So there's different standards of luxury down to, you know, standard depending on what, what your budget is so you do anything from a three-night cruise to a week cruise of the islands and that's how you get around people love it because of the snorkeling and snorkeling with the seals and and they have this wonderful bird which is of course the the blue-footed booby which is (laughs) it looks crazy i mean dave you can see it they've got bright bright blue feet it's the most weird weird uh bird um and i think its name came from something that i think like that i can't think what it was now i have to try and remember that but there was a reason they were called the boobies was to do with the with the color of the feet Mm. um so it's an island that um is increasing in popularity because of the fact that um the flora and fauna there is very different to anywhere else in the world as well so you're not only just seeing creatures but even you know the flora is very different so it's a very unique part of the world and i would suggest that you do oh i remember now the boobies um, came from the a Spanish word bobo, which means stupid or clownish, because <laughs> they walk along with these blue feet, bright blue feet and yeah, so there you go um, but they've got even like now they've got research facilities on the island as well and it was all so um, I think UNESCO made it World Heritage in about the late 1970s, so it's very protected, um, there are very strict rules, um, right, you know, right. you've got to walk on a certain path and not veer off it, you know so you're not disturbing the the local animals or the flora as well. And same when you're down in the Antarctic. It's it's very similar in yeah. that there's there's rules that you have to follow because they, it's such a unique part of the world. You don't want it to be destroyed. So again, if you're into into diving um, or you know snorkeling, it's apparently fabulous. the waters are very clear, very clear, crystal, perfect for diving, crystal yeah. clear. Yeah. Um, one of the ladies of an article I was reading, she was just so in awe of the whole thing. You know, her eyes were out on sticks, and she wore glasses and was bumped or something, and the next thing the glasses went and they were like reading glasses yeah, and they sort yeah. of said to her like, oh, I lost my glasses and she's back on the boat and yeah, do you, do you need them? Oh, only for reading, <laughs> only for yeah, reading. Yeah, yeah. So one of the guys on the boat, he just said, I'll find them, tell me where you went in. So that's how clear the water yeah, is. Yeah, yeah. So he went and dived down and got her a spectacle so there you go, everything was hunky-dory. Yeah, yeah. But it, it is a fabulous place to visit if you're thinking of going, you, you wouldn't go there just to go to As the you Galapagos. Say, a nice add-on. It's an add-on at the yeah. end. So if you've been travelling throughout South America and you just want this lovely relaxing add-on and the most special place in the world, you couldn't go any better than going to the Galapagos Islands. And I thought maybe next week, and I'm I'm just going to titillate here, I might talk about what you can do on the other side of the world around the African continent as an add-on. Okay. So we'll talk about some of those other things that'll just let you know that there is some way you can... There's such big continents that even though you're not doing it all, no matter how much of it you're doing, it it is long, it's a lot of flights, it's a lot of travelling, and just to have something like that to look forward to at the end, whether it be Cuba, whether it be Galapagos, 
be something really lovely to do. That is great. Now, hot deals. The first one is China and Japan. APT Touring has got some wonderful super deals out for next year, which include fly free. So that's fantastic, isn't it? So you okay. can get to China or Japan, and they've also got other itineraries combining China with Vietnam or Cambodia. So a whole new rate, beautiful big brochure they've come out with, and it includes taxes as well. And some offers give you a companion fly free, and there's another offer where you can fly business class for under $1,000. So lots of really great deals there. And also they have no hidden extras on any of their tours. So like gratuities, sightseeing, and everything's all included. That's great. The transparency so is fantastic. It yeah. is. It's all inclusive. So just keep those in mind. But they finish the end of October or until sold out. If they're sold out prior, they only have a limited number. So it's first in best rest. Right, right. So just remember that. Now, Pandor Cruises, the wonderful people that cruise the Irrawaddy River going through Myanmar, or Burma as it once was known, um, and why we like Pandor is they have another vessel that is there. I, I might have mentioned to you before, Dave, that's a hospital. So all the money, anyone who goes on a Pandor cruise, some of that money goes towards keeping that hospital afloat so that they can go to all the upper reaches of the mm. river and, and give people a hospital service because a lot of these villages, as you can imagine, there is no medical. Yeah. And they even have a, a full operational theatre on board as well. So they're great in that regard. But what they've done now, they've introduced um, a little four-night cruise for the people that don't have a whole seven nights to do the whole, you know, greater length of the Irrawaddy. And uh, that goes from October um, 2016, this this year, right through to March um, of 2018. Now, there's four nights on that from under $1,350 if you're interested in going to Myanmar. Uh, One of our staff members had had just come back and she just said it was just amazing, the villages and you just, as life has always been. Yeah, it hasn't yeah. changed. So it's really quite something. Um, now, French Polynesia, the lovely vessel, the Paul Gauguin, of course, he painted there, as we know, for many years in, in Polyne- French Polynesia. They have savings on cruises around the uh, Society Islands there and Tahiti. And their $5,100 is a fly cruise package from here. That's your lead-in price, and that's for a seven-night cruise with airfares. And once on board, you get the most beautiful food, signature. They have all these chefs from Paris. I mean, nice, it's yeah. just oh, it's just fantastic. So you get your return airfare with Air Tahiti Nui. They do have 10- and 11-night cruises where they still have an offer on that as well. Um, you know, they have mini bar. They have all on-board gratuities are included. You know, great open choice, three-course dining, you know. So it's really, really quite luxurious. Swan Hellenic, they've got some great cruises um, in the Med um, with, again, savings of up to 25% on departures from November this year through to October next year. But again, that offer finishes at the end of October this year. Insider Journeys, who operate a range of itineraries through, um, like coach-type holidays, through Myanmar and also into Laos, India, China, Bhutan, etc. They're having 15% off at the moment, their small group journeys, if you get in early enough, on a range of departures. So just remember that name, Insider Journeys, and you'll get some great reductions. Also, the Australian Open's coming up. So that's always fantastic. I've been lucky enough to be there a few times myself. So if you're thinking about it, it goes uh, 16 rather to 29 January next year. Qantas Holidays have got some packages out already if you're interested in going. Uh, two nights accommodation, including tickets, etc., from uh, under $390 per person, so that's worthwhile considering. And also America. What about the old American paddle steamer? They'd hey? be great, wouldn't they? 
These are uniquely American river cruises. Now, this is, a, this is doing the whole shebang. This is a 22-night grand okay. voyage from Minneapolis, way up there north in Minnesota, down to New Orleans. So what a fantastic cruise that is. Now, this is for next year, August the 13th. They're doing this, and um, it's in U.S. dollars because it is the American Steamboat Company, and from a touch under $10,000, but hey. 23 days. What a wow, voyage. That's impressive. I mean, that it? is yeah. a mighty river. So, again, you're getting a hotel stay beforehand, which includes breakfast. You're getting hop-on, hop-off shore excursions at each port of call, complimentary wine and beer with dinner, etc. Daily lectures um, with their history and culture experts as you're going along. Nightly entertainment. So, yeah, really fantastic. And a complimentary laundry service so you don't even have to do your own washing. That's great, yeah. So, look, that's some of them, Dave, as usual. And just a reminder, too, that all the early bird airfares to Europe are out at the moment, as well as the early bird discounts for touring Europe. Um, they all have different cut-off dates, too many to mention. So just check with your travel agent as soon as you can if you want to take advantage of those. And we'll look forward to you again back with us talking travel next week, Sally. Certainly.